0: Act Two of The Winter's Tale by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Scene One A Roman Leontes Palace. Enter Hermione, Mamilius, and Ladies.
1: Take the boy to you, he so troubles me his past enduring. Come, my gracious lord, shall I be your playfellow? No,
2: I'll none of you. Why, my sweet lord? You'll kiss me hard and speak to me as if I were a baby still. I love you better.
1: And why so, my lord?
2: Not for because your brows are blacker, Yet black brows, they say, become some women best, So that there be not too much hair there, but in a semicircle or a half-moon made with a pen
1: who taught you this
2: i learnt it out of women's faces pray now what colour are your eyebrows
1: blue my lord
2: nay that's a mock i have seen a lady's nose that has been blue but not her eyebrows
1: hark ye the queen your mother rounds apace we shall present our services to a fine new prince one of these days and then you'd wanton with us if we would have you she is spread of late into a goodly bulk Good times encounter her. What wisdom stirs amongst you? Come, sir, now I am for you again. Pray you sit by us and tell us a tale.
2: Merry or sad shalt be?
1: As merry as you will.
2: A sad tale's best for winter. I have one of sprites and goblins.
1: Let's have that, good sir. Come on, sit down. Come on, and do your best to fright me with your sprites. You're powerful at it.
2: There was a man
1: nay come sit down then on
2: dwelt by a churchyard i will tell it softly yond crickets shall not hear it
1: come on then and give to me in mine ear
0: enter leontes with antigonus lords and others
1: was
2: he met
3: there his train camillo with him
4: behind the tuft of pines i met them never saw i men scour so on their way i eyed them even to their ships
3: How blest am I in my just censure, in my true opinion! Alack for lesser knowledge! How accursed in being so blest! There may be in the cup a spider steeped, And one may drink, depart, and yet partake no venom, For his knowledge is not infected, But if one present the abhorred ingredient to his eye, Make known how he hath drunk, He cracks his gorge, his sides, with violent hefts, I have drunk and seen the spider. Camillo was his help in this, his pander. There is a plot against my life, my crown. All's true that is mistrusted. That false villain whom I employed was pre-employed by him. He has discovered my design, and I remain a pinched thing, yea, a very trick for them to play at will. How came the posterns so easily open?
4: By his great authority, which often hath no less prevailed than so on your command.
3: I know it too well. Give me the boy. I am glad you did not nurse him. Though he does bear some signs of me, yet you have too much blood in him.
1: What is this? Sport?
3: Bear the boy hence. He shall not come about her. Away with him. And let her sport herself with that she's big with for tis polixenes has made thee swell thus
1: but i'll say he had not and i'll be sworn you would believe my saying howe'er you lean to the knayward
3: you my lords look on her mark her well be but about to say she is a goodly lady and the justice of your hearts will thereto add tis pity she's not honest honourable praise her but for this her without door form which on my faith deserves high speech and straight The shrug, the hum, or ha, These petty brands that calumny doth use. I am out, that mercy does, For calumny will sear virtue itself. These shrugs, these hums, and haws, When you have said she's goodly, Come between, ere you can say she's honest. But be it known, from him that has most cause To grieve it should be, she's an adulteress.
1: Should a villain say so? The most replenished villain in the world He were as much more villain. You, my lord, do but mistake.
3: You have mistook, my lady, Polyxenes for Leontes, O oh, thou thing, Which I'll not call a creature of thy place, Lest barbarism, making me the precedent, Should a like language used to all degrees And mannerly distinguishment leave out Betwixt the prince and beggar. I have said she's an adulteress, i have said with whom more she's a traitor and camillo is a federary with her and one that knows what she should shame to know herself but with her most vile principle that she's a bed-swerver even as bad as those that vulgars give boldest titles ay and privy to this their late escape
1: no by my life privy to none of this how will this grieve you when you shall come to clearer knowledge that you thus have published me. Gentle, my lord, you scarce can write me throughly than to say you did mistake.
3: No, if I mistake, in those foundations which I build upon, the centre is not big enough to bear a schoolboy's top. Away with her, to prison. He who shall speak for her is a far-off guilty but that he speaks.
1: There's some ill planet reigns. I must be patient till the heavens look with an aspect more favorable. Good my lords, I am not prone to weeping as our sex commonly are, The want of which vain dew perchance shall dry your pities. But I have that honorable grief lodged here Which burns worse than tears drown. Beseech you, O my lords, with thoughts so qualified As your charity shall best instruct you, measure me. And so the king's will be performed.
3: Shall I be heard?
1: Who is that goes with me? Beseech your highness, my women may be with me, For you see, my plight requires it. Do not weep, good fools, there is no cause. When you shall know your mistress has deserved prison, Then abound in tears as I come out. This action I now go on is for my better grace. Adieu, my lord. I never wished to see you sorry now i trust i shall my women come you have leave
3: go do our bidding hence
4: exit hermione guarded with ladies beseech your highness call the queen again
5: be certain what you do sir lest your justice prove violence in the which three great ones suffer yourself your queen your son
4: for her my lord i dare my life lay down and will do it sir please you to accept it that the queen is spotless in the eyes of heaven and to you i mean in this which you accuse her
5: if it proves she's otherwise i'll keep my stables where i lodge my wife i'll go in couples with her then when i feel and see her no farther, trust her for every inch of woman in the world a eh, every dram of woman's flesh is false if she be hold your pieces
4: good my lord
5: it is for you we speak not for ourselves. You are abused, and by some put her on. That'll be damned for it. Would I knew the villain, I would land damn him. Be sure, honoured, flawed, I have three daughters, the eldest is eleven, the second and the third nine, and some five. If this prove true, they'll pay for it by mine honour. Our gildan, all, fourteen they shall not see to bring false generations, they are coheres, and I had rather glib myself than they should not produce fair issue. Cease, no more.
3: You smell this business with a sense as cold as is a dead man's nose, but I do see it and feel it as you feel doing thus, and see with all the instruments that feel.
5: If it be so, we need no grave to bury honesty. There's not a grain of it the face to sweeten. Of the whole dungy earth. What, lack I credit?
4: I had rather you did lack than I, my lord, upon this ground. And more it would content me to have her honour true Than your suspicion, be blamed for it how you might.
3: Why, what need we commune with you of this, But rather follow our forceful instigation? Our prerogative calls not your counsels, But our natural goodness imparts this which if you or stupefied or seeming so in skill cannot or will not relish a truth like us inform yourselves we need no more of your advice the matter the loss the gain the ordering on it
5: is all properly ours and i wish my liege you had only in your silent judgment tried it without more overture how could that
3: be either thou art most ignorant by age or thou wert born a fool camillo's flight added to their familiarity which was as gross as ever touched conjecture that lacked sight only not for approbation but only seeing all other circumstances made up to the deed doth push on this proceeding yet for a greater confirmation for in an act of this importance twere most piteous to be wild i have dispatched in post to sacred delphos to apollo's temple cleomenes and dion whom you know of stuffed sufficiency now from the oracle they will bring all whose spiritual counsel had shall stop or spur me have i done well
4: well done my lord
3: though i am satisfied and need no more than what i know yet shall the oracle give rest to the minds of others such as he whose ignorant credulity will not come up to the truth so have we thought it good, from our free person, she should be confined, lest that the treachery of the two fled hence be left her to perform. Come, follow us. We are to speak in public, for this business will raise us all.
0: Aside,
5: till after, as I take it, if the good truth were known.
0: Exeunt. Act Two, Scene Two. A prison. Enter Paulina, a gentleman, and attendants. THE KEEPER OF THE PRISON, CALL TO
6: HIM, LET HIM HAVE KNOWLEDGE WHO I AM. EXIT, GENTLEMEN. GOOD LADY, NO COURT IN EUROPE IS TOO GOOD FOR THEE. WHAT DOST THOU THEN IN PRISON?
0: RE-ENTER GENTLEMEN, WITH THE jailer.
6: NOW, GOOD SIR, YOU KNOW ME, DO YOU NOT?
0: FOR A worthy LADY, AND ONE WHOM MUCH I HONOR.
6: PRAY YOU, THEN, CONDUCT ME TO THE QUEEN.
0: I MAY NOT, MADAM. To the contrary, I have express commandment.
6: Here's ado to lock up honesty and honor from the access of gentle visitors. is lawful, I pray you, to see her women, any of them, Amelia?
0: So please you, madam, to put apart these your attendants. I shall bring Amelia forth. I pray you now call her. Withdraw yourselves, exient gentlemen and attendants madam i must be present at your conference well be it
6: so prithee
0: exit jailer
6: here's such ado to make no stain a stain as passes colouring
0: re-enter jailer with amelia
6: dear gentlewoman how fares our gracious lady
7: as well as one so great and so forlorn may hold together on her frights and griefs which never tender lady hath borne greater she is something before her time delivered a boy a daughter and a goodly babe lusty and like to live the queen receives much comfort in it says my poor prisoner i am innocent as you
6: i dare be sworn these dangerous unsafe loons of the king beshrew them he must be told on't and he shall the office becomes a woman best i'll take upon me if i prove honey-mouthed let my tongue blister and never to my red-looked anger be the trumpet any more Pray you, Amelia, commend my best obedience to the Queen. If she dares trust me with her little babe, I'll show it to the King and undertake to be her advocate to the loudst. We do not know how he may soften at the sight of the child. The silence often of pure innocence persuades when speaking fails.
7: Most worthy, madam, your honour and your goodness is so evident that your free undertaking cannot miss a thriving issue. There is no lady living so meet for this great errand. Please your ladyship to visit the next room. I'll presently acquaint the queen of your most noble offer, who but to-day hammered of this design, but durst not tempt a minister of honour, lest she should be denied.
6: Tell her, Amelia. I'll use that tongue I have. If wit flow frompt as boldness from my bosom, let it not be doubted, I shall
0: do good.
7: Now be you blessed for it. I'll to the queen. Please you, come something nearer.
0: Madam if it please the queen, to send the babe. I know not what I shall incur to pass it, having no warrant.
6: You need not fear it, sir. This child was prisoner to the womb, and is by law and process of great nature thence freed and enfranchised, not a party to the anger of the king, nor guilty of, if any be, the trespass of the queen.
0: I do believe it.
6: Do not you fear? Upon mine honour I will stand betwixt you and danger.
0: Exeunt. Act Two, Scene Three. A room in Leontes' palace. Entered Leontes, Antigonus, lords, and servants.
3: Nor night nor day, no rest. It is but weakness to bear the matter thus, mere weakness. If the cause were not in being, part of the cause, she, the adulteress, for the harlot king is quite beyond mine arm, out of the blank and level of my brain, plot proof. But she, I can hook to me, say that she were gone, given to the fire, a moiety of my rest might come to me again. who's there,, my lord? How does the boy
4: he took good rest to-night, tis hoped his sickness is discharged,
3: to see his nobleness, conceiving the dishonour of his mother, he straight declined, drooped, took it deeply, fastened, and fixed the shame on it in himself. Threw off his spirit, his appetite, his sleep, And downright languished. Leave me solely. Go, see how he fares.
0: Exit servant. Fie, fie, no
3: thought of him. The thought of my revenges that way recoil upon me. In himself too mighty, And in his parties his alliance. Let him be, until a time may serve. For present vengeance, take it on her. Camillo and Polixenes laugh at me, make their pastime at my sorrow. They should not laugh if I could reach them, nor shall she within my power.
0: Enter Paulina with a child. You must not enter. Nay, rather, good my lords,
6: be second to me. Fear you his tyrannous passion more, alas, than the queen's life. A gracious, innocent soul more free than he is jealous.
5: That's enough.
6: Madam, he hath not slept to-night, commanded none should come at him. Not so hot, good sir. I come to bring him sleep. Tis such as you that creep like shadows by him, and do sigh at each his needless heavings, such as you nourish the cause of his awaking. I do come with words as medicinal as true, honest as either, to purge him of that humour that presses him from sleep.
3: What noise there, ho!
6: no noise my lord but needful conference about some gossips for your highness
3: how away with that audacious
5: lady antigonus i charged thee that she should not come about me i knew she would i told her so my lord on your displeasure's peril and on mine she should not visit you what canst not rule her
6: from all dishonesty he can in this unless he take the course that you have done commit me for committing honour trust it he shall not rule me
5: la you know you hear when she will take the rein i let her run but she'll not stumble
6: good my liege i come and i beseech you hear me who profess myself your loyal servant your physician your most obedient counsellor Yet that dare less appear so in comforting your evils Than such as most seem yours. I say, I come from your good queen. Good queen. Good queen, my lord, good queen, I say good queen. And would by combat make her good, So were I a man the worst about you.
3: Force her hence.
6: Let him that makes but trifles of his eyes first hand me, On mine own accord I'll off. But first I'll do my errand. The good queen, for she is good, hath brought you forth a daughter. Here tis, commends it to your blessing. Laying down the child.
3: Out, a mankind witch, hence with her out a door, a most intelligencing bod.
6: Not so, I am as ignorant in that as you in so entitling me, and no less honest than you are mad, which is enough I'll warrant as this world goes to pass for honest.
3: Traitors, will you not push her out? Give her the bastard. Thou, dotard, thou art woman-tired, Unroosted by thy dame partlet here. Take up the bastard, take it up, I say. Give it to thy crone.
6: For ever unvenerable be thy hands If thou takest up the princess By that forced baseness which he has put upon it.
3: He dreads
5: his wife.
6: So I would you did. Then for past all doubt you'd call your children yours.
5: A nest of traitors. I am none but this good light
6: nor i nor any but one that's here and that's himself for he the sacred honour of himself his queens his hopeful sons his babes betrays to slander whose sting is sharper than the sword's and will not for as the case now stands it is a curse he cannot be compelled to it once remove the root of his opinion which is as rotten as ever oak or stone was sound
3: a callet of boundless tongue who late hath beat her husband and now baits me this brat is none of mine it is the issue of polixenes hence with it and together with the dam commit them to the fire
6: it is yours and might we lay the old proverb to your charge so like you tis the worse behold my lords although the print be little the whole matter and copy of the father I nose lip, the trick of frown, his forehead nay the valley the pretty dimples of his chin and cheek, his smiles, the very mould and frame of hand, nail, finger, and thou, good goddess nature, which hast made it so like to him that got it, if thou hast the ordering of the mind too, amongst all colours, no yellow int, lest she suspect as he does her children, not her husband's
3: a gross hag and lozzle thou art worthy to be hanged that wilt not stay her tongue hang
5: all the husbands that cannot do that feat you'll leave yourself hardly one subject once more take her hence
6: a most unworthy and unnatural lord can do no more
3: i'll have thee burnt
6: i care not it is an heretic that makes the fire not she which burns in't i'll not call you tyrant "'But this most cruel usage of your queen, "'not able to produce more accusation "'than your own weak-hinged fancy, something savours of tyranny "'and will ignoble make you, "'yea, scandalous to the world.'
3: "'On your allegiance out of the chamber with her, "'were I a tyrant, where were her life? "'She durst not call me so if she did know me one. "'Away with her.'
6: "'I pray you do not push me. "'I'll be gone. "'Look to your babe, my lord. "'Tis yours.' jove send her a better guiding spirit what needs these hands you that are thus so tender o'er his follies will never do him good not one of you so so farewell we
0: are gone exit
3: thou traitor hast set on thy wife to this my child away with it even thou that hast a heart so tender o'er it take it hence and see it instantly consumed with fire Even thou, and none but thou, take it up straight. Within this hour bring me word tis done, And by good testimony, or I'll seize thy life With what thou else callest thine. If thou refuse, and wilt encounter with my wrath, say so. The bastard brains with these my proper hands shall I dash out. Go, take it to the
5: fire, for thou settest on thy wife. I did not, sir. These lords, my noble fellows, if they please, can clear me in it. We can. My royal leech, he is not guilty of her coming hither. You're liars, all.
4: Beseech your highness, give us better credit. We have always truly served you, and beseech you so to esteem of us, and on our knees we beg, as recompense of our dear services past and to come, that you do change this purpose, which being so horrible, so bloody, must lead on to some foul issue. We all kneel.
3: I am a for each wind that blows shall i live on to see this bastard kneel and call me father better burn it now than curse it then but be it let it live it shall not neither you sir come you hither you that have been so tenderly officious with lady Marjorie, your midwife there to save this bastard's life for tis a bastard as sure as this beard's gray What will you adventure to save this brat's life?
5: Anything, my lord. That my ability may undergo, and nobleness impose, At least thus much. I'll pawn the little blood which I have left To save the innocent. Anything possible.
3: It shall be possible. Swear by this sword thou wilt perform my bidding. I will, my lord. Mark and perform it, seest thou, For the fail of any point in it Shall not only be death to thyself, but to thy lewd-tongued wife, whom for this time we pardon. We enjoin thee, as thou art liege-man to us, that thou carry this female bastard hence, and that thou bear it to some remote and desert place quite out of our dominions, and that there thou leave it without more mercy, to its own protection and favour of the climate, as by strange fortune it came to us. I do in justice charge thee, On thy soul's peril and thy body's torture, That thou commend it strangely to some place Where chance may nurse
5: or end it. Take it up. I swear to do this, though a present death Had been more merciful. Come on, poor babe, some powerful spirit Instructs the kites and ravens To be thy nurses, wolves and bears they say casting their savageness aside have done like officers of pity sir be prosperous in more than this deed does require and blessing against this cruelty fight on thy side poor thing condemned to loss
0: exit with the child
5: No, i'll not rear another's issue
0: enter a
1: servant please your highness Posts from those you sent to the oracle are come, an hour since. Cleomenes and Dion, being well arrived from Delphos, are both landed, hastening to the court.
4: So please you, sir, their speed hath been beyond account.
3: Twenty-three days they have been absent, tis good speed, foretells the great Apollo suddenly will have the truth of this appear. Prepare you, lords, summon a session, that we may arraign our most disloyal lady, for as she hath been publicly accused, So shall she have a just and open trial. While she lives my heart will be a burthen to me. Leave me and think upon my bidding.
0: Exeunt. End of Act Two